0: This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomren and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. He's gooder than you think. That's my my Norwegian saying. Hallelujah. Don't you know how to speak English? No, not really. No, I just I just stumble through and and hopefully you understand what I say. <laughs> good to see you all tonight. Hallelujah. Uh, what a beautiful day, huh? Beautiful day, Hallelujah! This is my favorite time of the year. Things are growing; it's getting green. Praise the Lord! It's a good time for new things. How many of you are ready for some new things? Hallelujah in your lives! Praise the Lord! It's uh, tonight's going to be a little bit of a different service. It's going to be it's going to be fun. What does it mean by that? It's going to tell jokes. No, I'm not going to tell jokes. I don't know how to tell jokes. I'm not very good at it. I leave that to other people. But um, I believe we're going to change some things in our lives tonight. You know, it has to get to a point where you put your foot down. Did you know that? When it comes to things that have been harassing you or things that has that just been bothering you, you know, if it's sickness or disease or if it's a situation that seems like it's immovable. Well, you know, it's, 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 you have to get to a place where you decide that this thing is going to move. You know that? You know, Jesus has done everything that he's going to do about your situation. Did you know that? <laughs> he, he completely redeemed you and set you free. Now it's up to you. What are you going to do with what he gave you? You know, what, what are you going to do with this redemption that he gave you? What are you going to do with this power that he gave unto you? Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. And, uh, and we're going to put our foot down and say enough's enough. Amen. You know? And then we're going, to, we're going to move into some new things. Praise the Lord. I like new things. Don't you like new things? Don't you like Christmas when you get some new things? Hallelujah. Or your birthday when you get a card and it's like, ooh, somebody loves me, you know. I got that the other day. It's like, hey, you know, this is not just empty words, you know. This is like, (laughs) somebody cares. Hallelujah. But you know what God cares about you? And he has some things that he wants you to get. You know, he's already... The cool thing about God is that, that he, has, he has redeemed you and he set you free. And then he also gave, gave you his Holy Spirit to help you to, to, to step into it. To walk in all the good things that he has provided for you. You know, you know, pastor always says, you know, God is for you. You know, that's true. Did you know that? He's for you. He wants the best for you. And he, what would really make him smile... You know what that is? Seeing you step into your inheritance. Step into what he has provided for you. Step into the blessing that Jesus paid such a high price for. Hallelujah. He wants you to have it. He wants you to have life and that more abundantly. He wants your family to be walking in divine health. Doesn't that sound great? Hallelujah. When you can have a body that you just live in. It's not holding you back. You just use it. Hallelujah. Until you're done. Doesn't that sound good? Amen. Well, Jesus paid for it. Did you know that? That's right. Hallelujah. And it's up to us to grab a hold of it. And it all starts with getting to know the will of God. You know, faith starts where the will of God is known. That's where we get together, isn't it? So that we can see and understand what Jesus has done. That's what we gather. So we can understand what he's done and then in turn we'll tell it to other people. But you have to know it first. And you can have, not have faith for something you don't know is yours. So, I'm going I'm to use some very familiar scriptures, but I think that you might see them in a little different light before the end of the day. So, I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask the Holy Ghost to help us. How many of you need his help, do you think? You know, I sure need I lift both hands. I need him, and I've realized that I need him so much more than I think. <laughs> And so let's pray. Father, we love you so much, and we're so grateful that you are such a good God. Hallelujah. And that you, you called us into fellowship with yourself. And if there's somebody watching tonight that don't know that, Father, they will know by the end of the night that you love them. Hallelujah. And that you sent Jesus so that they could be free from sickness, from sin, and all that sin brought. Hallelujah. Jesus redeemed us from. So we ask you for help tonight, to see. Hallelujah. we ask you for utterance to speak your word clearly and accurately. As I ought to speak, it, deliver, Father God, hallelujah, what you want the people to get a hold of tonight, hallelujah. And I know, Father, as I yield to you, I know, Father, that you will give me the right words in the right way, Father, and Father, I ask that you will give everybody, Father, eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts that are open and receptive, Father, to all that you have, Given to them, Father God, hallelujah and Father, I know that the Word of God brings light, it brings understanding, Father in the in the places where we don 't have such great understanding, Father, it gives us more and more and more light, Father, and as we see Father, we can step into what you have provided for us, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, we thank you, Father, for your word, which is eternal, your word never changes, Father, and it instructs us, Father, in the paths that we are to walk in, and we thank you, Father, for your faithfulness to watch all over your word to perform it in each and every one's lives, Father. We ask you also to help us, Father, to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you start to pray, you get happy. That's right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So 1 Peter 2.24 is where I'm gonna start. First Peter 2.24. And many of you know this scripture. So like you know, if somebody needs healing, well, which scripture is it? First Peter 2:24. Hallelujah. And it says, who himself, talking about Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You were healed. Jesus did something for you over 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And Isaiah, in Isaiah 53, you know, we're going to, Read through verses 4 and 5, Isaiah 53. talks about the same thing. You know, Peter basically rehearsed it in the the New Testament there. And Isaiah, he was looking forward to what Jesus was going to do. And Isaiah says it this way. You know, Isaiah, I believe, Isaiah saw Jesus on the cross. (laughs) Because he bursts out here and says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Surely he has done it. Surely, hallelujah, he has done it. <laughs> Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement t- for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. So he says, He says, We are healed, you know. You know, when you look into things and you you see in the spirit, you know, God is outside of time. He said, surely we are healed by his stripes. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? I could stop right here and be blessed. Praise the Lord. You know, the word of God is true. Whether you have a revelation of it or not, it's true. (laughs) He's going to help us to see some things tonight. All right. Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Verse 1. Hallelujah. So I'm going to give you some time to turn there. Psalm 103, 1. Hallelujah. And if this don't make you happy, your woods wet. Right? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me bless his holy name. <laughs> Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. (laughs) It's easy to forget. Hallelujah. All of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Not some of them, all of them. Hallelujah. And who heals all your diseases. Not just a sniffly nose. Not just a hurting little toe, all your infirmities and sicknesses Jesus carried. Hallelujah. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. How many of you like that? Restoration. Restoration strength, hallelujah, so you can soar above the problems of life. Jesus paid for it. Did you know that? You know, Jesus didn't die just to help you a little bit. No, Jesus died to completely redeem you from what sin did. It is so much more You know, people look at it and say, well, you know, yes, I have eternal life since I received Jesus, and they think that that means that they will go to heaven when they die and that's it. Well, that is wonderful. That is great, but there's so much more. Eternal life, you'll see here in a little bit, is more than just life that just lasts and lasts and lasts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And some people, I'm just going to diffuse this, you know, because some people say that, well, you know, this, this healing stuff, you know, it's just, it's just spiritual healing or something like that. But then let's look at this scripture in Matthew 8 and verse 16. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Hallelujah. That it might be fulfilled, what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Hallelujah. He cast out demons with a word and he healed everyone that was sick. He still does. Hallelujah. He actually redeemed you so you can walk in divine health, which means. His life coursing through your veins. Well, if you don't know about it, you won't have faith for it. Right? It gets quiet when you talk like that. It's like, oh, yeah, that sounds good, preacher, but... <laughs> have you ever heard John 3.16 at any point? How many of you got saved when somebody told you about John six 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. I'm sure there's a hand on line. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, in John three sixteen, you know, I'm going to actually start with, no, let's just go in verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Some people think that God is sitting up there in heaven and, and just, you know, with the water and just looking for you to make a mistake. So he can just splat you out and move on. You know, he wouldn't have sent Jesus if that was the case. You know, what did the, what, what did the angels sing? They said, peace and goodwill towards men, right? It was the goodwill of God. It was the love of God that sent his only begotten son to live on the earth and die for you. Hallelujah. So he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, so you have to believe in him, right? There's a condition here. You have to believe in him, but if you do, you will not perish but have everlasting life. Well, that word life is the word zoe in the Greek, and it means life like God has it. Because there's many people, you know, they're alive, right? But, but some people take their own lives. Because the life that they live, they don't want that to live, to last forever. They actually want to end it. Well, that's not eternal. This, not that eternal life is not just that it lasts forever and ever. No, it is life like God has it. That's what Jesus came to give you. His life and his ability to do life really well. To live above Sin, and I was just talking to the people in, in, in prayer that you know today about <sighs> what was I talking to them about? A lot of things, praise the Lord, that slipped my mind. See, that's what happens sometimes. I'll get back to it if, if the Holy Ghost wants it out, it'll come out. Hallelujah. And so believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Well, that word saved is the word sozo in the Greek. And that word means to save, deliver, protect, heal, preserve, and to be made whole. Most people don't know that that's in John 3.16 and 3.17. They just think that is where, you know, you get saved. But, but you know, it's, it's a package deal. You know, God, he didn't just, just save you and then you're on your own. You know, he actually gave you his spirit. He gave you his word, you know, so that you could do life like Jesus would if he was in the earth today. Amen. And you think Jesus was, was sick? You think he had a bad hip, maybe, you know, or was, was, was dealing with some, some, some rebellious sinuses? Well, he he understood some things. And if you look at Jesus' life, you know, he found himself in the scriptures. He grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. You know, Jesus found himself in the word and you will have to find yourself in the word as well. Did you know that? Hallelujah. Who God has made you. Hallelujah. And so in this same Point of scripture, I use this, we we're talking on healing in our Sunday morning classes, and I use this scripture in John 3, 16, because in verse 14, if you back up a couple of verses, it talks about Moses and he lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. He says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So what happened there in the wilderness? You Remember that? There were snakes in the camp. They were biting people, and people were dying. And so the people came to Moses. Moses cried out to God, and God said, He said, lift up a brazen serpent, put him on a pole. And he said, whoever looks at the serpent will live. When Jesus referred to this, he said, even as that serpent was lifted up, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. What's he talking about? He's talking about the cross. He's talking about when Jesus became sin for you on that cross. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus was lifted up just like that serpent. And whoever looked at, even just looked at it, well, actually it says with a steady, absorbent gaze. So it was just not just a casual glance. No, it was that's where their eyes were set. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to keep your eyes on Jesus when the serpents are biting you. You ever had one of life's snake bites? Seems like, you know, you might not make it, but is going to be too hard. Well, if they could keep their eyes on the, on, on the type of Jesus, well, if we can keep our eyes on Jesus, no matter what we're going through, we will also live. You want One thing that has served me well in my life is always stay on God's side. There's going to be things that happen in your life that you don't understand. Did you know that? <laughs> you don't understand it. You see something in the Word, and for whatever reason that you can't put your finger on, it didn't happen. But no matter what that looks like in your life, I have one good advice for you. Always stay on God's side. Never let yourself get upset and talk disrespectful to God, like, why did you let this happen? He didn't let this happen. God never did anything to hurt you or be involved in a situation besides helping you. He's a loving Father. He's always there to get you out. And so I've had times where I'm just like, wow, he made me question a lot of things. But at the end, I'm just like, you know what, God? Your word is true. Your word is right. I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to stay on your side. And, and, and the things that I don't know, I believe that you're going to show me. And the things that I don't get to see, well, I'm just going to be okay with that. I'm going to move on. Because there's not, you're not going to understand everything in life. There are some things that the Lord will not reveal to you. And I've been there and the Lord told me, he said, he said, don't touch that again. Don't think about it. Move on. And sometime, sometimes it's, it's, it's not your business to know. <laughs> Even though you would like to know. So, let's go back to Exodus chapter 12. You know, I'm just looking at types of what Jesus did tonight. And we have the real thing, right? And we're seeing that, well, if the type could redeem people, well, wouldn't the real thing be able to? Huh? Praise the Lord. These things were written for our admonition, upon whom the end of the ages has come. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 10, 11 or something like that. Anyhow, Exodus chapter 12. And we know this. You know, this is the, about the Passover. You know, right before God delivered Israelites out of Egypt, out of bondage. Hallelujah. He delivered them out of bondage. He can do that for you. That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Verse 1, now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, this month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. What is that? That's a new beginning, isn't it? That's a new beginning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, on the tenth of this month, every man shall take to himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male over the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day. So keep it for four days. Make sure it's a perfect lamb to the 14th day of the month. And then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs; they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water, but roast it in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails, so the whole thing. You shall not let, not, let not, none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. So, you know, a lot of times the focus is on the blood, you know, on the doorpost, lentil of their homes, you know, so the destroyer could not come into their house. But did you also notice that they ate the lamb? You notice that? They ate the lamb for strength and for healing. Hallelujah. You know, because in Psalm 105, you know, it's rehearsing what happened to the Israelites. 105, 37 says, he also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Not one feeble among the tribes. That's a lot of people. Hundreds of thousands of people, they're saying, you know, if... It might have been millions of people leaving. That had been slaves. You know, some of them must have dropped a brick on their foot or something. You know, there was some that had been hurt working, building whatever they were building for the Egyptians. There was somebody that had some illness, something wrong with them. These are, you know, where can you find hundreds of thousands of people and there's not one feeble person among them? This was was a sovereign move of God. And it all is pointing to what Jesus did for you and me. You agree with that? Hallelujah. So, I'm going to go back to Psalm 103. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. You know, Paul, he was taught by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Remember that? He said what he received, he received by revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's so in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, and we, we use this, you know, when we take communion. In 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three 23, it says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. So the Lord told him this. He said that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. Do not forget all of his benefits. You know, communion, you know, God gave it to us to do as we please. He didn't say, you know, you need to do this at a certain time or how many times he said. Do this in remembrance of me, as often as you take it. Do this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. He's coming again real soon. But until he comes... With this you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Well, the word proclaim is also the word promulgate in English. I had to look that up because I had no idea what that meant. But it means to put a law or decree into effect by official proclamation. You put a law into effect by official proclamation. Hallelujah. You know, you need to take a stand and you need to declare That the battle has been won because of the blood of Jesus. You have to declare that I'm healed because of what Jesus did. He's going to deliver me this day out of bondage. The same way he he delivered a whole multitude of people, he's going to deliver me from my bondage today. That sounds like faith, doesn't it? What did God say? He said the just shall live by faith. By believing what he said and putting it into practice. And actually, I actually asked the ushers today, I want to give you communion. We have the elements ready. And I made sure we have enough for the first of the month. So they won't, won't run out. But this is going to help you to put a line down. Regarding those things that have been bothering and harassing you from today on, it's going to change. If you just let it go, the devil will harass you until the day you die. Did you know that? If you don't put your foot down and say, enough's enough, from today on, it's going to change because of what Jesus did. I'm just going to believe God. I'm going to believe what God said he's actually going to do. You don't have to figure out how he's going to do it. That's not your job. Your job is to believe what God said. And if we believe what God said, guess what? He will perform what he said. You're the believer, he's the performer. So you don't have to figure it out in your head, you get in trouble that way. Because then you limit what he can do based on what you will be able to do. So I want you to think of as they they come and I don't know how they want to, they're good at this. So just get one of those things and we'll get ready. But as they do, I want you to look at a situation or something that's been bothering you in your body. Whatever it is, if it's healing, if it's deliverance, I want you to have that clear in front of you. And I'll give you some time to just, 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 just get that right. And I want you to write it down. I want you to write it down that today, this changed. Today, this changed. Praise the Lord. I want one of those too. Praise the Lord. Some things are going to change today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know what pleases God? Faith. Woo! He is happy, hallelujah, when you take Him at His word. He's happy when you just believe what He said so that He can start to do some things for you. Hallelujah. He who promised is faithful. Does everybody have one of these things? Do you have it clear in front of you? The situation that's going to change? Hallelujah. I'm going to read through 1 Corinthians chapter 11 once again. And as we do, we're going to take the bread first, and we're going to drink the juice after that. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Hallelujah. Woo! And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we hold up this bread, Father. We we've we, we, we looked through your word. Hallelujah. When you talk about what the body of Jesus says, it was broken for us. It was broken for our healing and for the deliverance of our bodies, for strength, hallelujah, to do life well, hallelujah, to restore our bodies from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. And we declare this day that we receive healing and health and strength, hallelujah, from you right now. Take it and eat it, hallelujah. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Glory be to your name. I thank you for strength, Father. For restoration, Father, in bodies right now, Father, for healings taking place. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to your name. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that you redeemed us from sickness and disease. Woo! Hallelujah! <laughs> hallelujah. Ha <laughs> Who? Jesus. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus.. <laughs> Whoo, Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, you're so good to us. Glory, glory, glory." In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, "This cup is the new covenant in my blood." This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Father, we hold up this cup, which represents the blood that was shed for our freedom. Hallelujah. The blood that was shed to bring us out from underneath the bondage of the devil or bondage of sin. No more will we be bound by the enemy. No, no, we break free. Today, by the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, the chains of bondage are broken now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We are being brought out into a new start today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory, take and drink. Woo. (laughs) Hallelujah. Woo! It's okay to shout. I'm shouting. It's okay. I won't be upset. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I thank you for new starts. Ha, 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 ha. New starts, Father. Glory be to your name. A new season of blessing. A new season of freedom. A new season walking with you. Glory be to God. A new season, ha, 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 where the blessing of the Lord will be manifest in our lives. Where the light of the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ will shine, hallelujah, in our families. Glory be to God. Father, we thank you. From this day forward, ha, 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 things will be different. Glory be to God from this day forward, hallelujah. No more bondage. In Jesus' name. No more deception. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No more. No more. We've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Jesus died. Wow. Wow. He died. Hallelujah. The death of a substitute. The one who took all the curse on him. So we don't have to. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. For perfect freedom and deliverance from today on. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, we've taken a stand, all right? You drew a line in the sand and you stepped over it into something new. Now, did you know there's a fight to faith? Did you know that? Did you know there's gonna be circumstances gonna try to tell you that nothing changed? Did you know that? (laughs) Ha-ha. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood, hallelujah, of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So they overcame him by what the blood has done. We rehearsed that, what the blood of Jesus has done. But what are you going to keep on saying about that? From this day forward. Right. You cannot keep silent. I said you cannot keep silent. There's no such thing as silent faith. Now you, 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 you stepped over into something new. And you're saying thank you Father. From this day forward. Hallelujah. I stepped into something new. I stepped into the grace that you have placed on my life. I have stepped into healing and health. The chains are there no more. In Jesus name. You know, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Fight twice. Fight, fight. You're going to have to fight for what is yours. And you do that, a lot of it, with what you say about your situation. There is great power in your mouth. Because the devil will try to take that confession out of your mouth and put something else in there. He wants to, t- he wants to tell you, oh my God, that sounds great, but it's probably not going to work for you because of this or because of that. You're a victim. It never works out for you. It works out I see. It works out for all these other people. I probably will never have enough. You have to shut that down. You have to shut it down. And you have to put in your mouth what the Word of God says. And you need to speak that. Amos 3.3 3 says, how can two walk together unless they agree? You have to agree with God. You have to keep on speaking the word of God. That's the fight of faith. In Hebrews chapter 10, hallelujah. And verse 22, he says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having a heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith, it says in in the King James Version. In the New King James, it says confession of your hope, what your confident expectation is. Because you might find yourself in a hole right now, but things started changing now. And you hold fast to the confession of your confident expectation. And that is that you're going to see, hallelujah, the goodness of God in the land of the living. Oh, yeah. The walk of faith is not for the faint of heart. The walk of faith is for the ones that have made up their minds that I'm going to have God's best. I'm going to have everything that the word of God has promised me. You have to hold fast to the confession of your faith. You know, God is faithful. Did you know that? He always backs up his word. And the way that a lot of times we hinder God is with the words of our mouth. There's a fight to faith. Remember, the Lord told me, you know, because I had been going to Bible school for years and I heard a lot of good word. And I had some light and some revelation, you know, and when, when, when you get that, God, you know, he's like, well, it would be nice if you walked in that. Because <laughs> 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 the doer of the word, that is blessed, right? And so, but I was, I was in, a, in a pickle. Have you ever been in a pickle? Yeah? It's a little sour. Doesn't seem like things are working out. It actually seems like everything is going the wrong way. And I was there. I was sincere. But I was sincerely hindering God. You know what the Lord, he got across to me. I was in a service where the the Spirit of God was moving. Did you know we, we cannot forsake the assembling of ourselves together? You know that? There's a supply in the gathering of the saints. You have to gather together. You need to know where God has connected you and you need to stay there. And you need to just let offense go. If there's people, people will always rub you the wrong way at some point. Have you noticed that? There's no perfect people. Not even you. I have to break it to you. I'm sorry. But (laughs) so just let all that go and, and get together because there's a supply there. And you need that supply. Did you know that? You need to be where God put you. You know, this finger right here, this little one right here. It wouldn't work too good if I took it off and put it on the floor by itself. You could watch TV all day long. <laughs> Anyhow, but if you're if you're connected where you're supposed to be, there is life flowing into that finger, and it works perfect. Where it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. Where was I before I got into that? <laughs> It might be that it looks like things are not working out. And the Lord, he got it across to me. He said, don't limit me. And how had I been, I've been limiting him with my words? Because I said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like a broken record. It's like, what am I going to do? And he had a minister put his finger in my face, like this, this far from my face. And he yelled in my face, don't limit God. You can limit God with the words that come out of your mouth. And we see that when, when Jesus was teaching the disciples about faith in Mark 11. He said, you have what you say. He says, Whoso, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Well, that word, you know, one of those words in there, saith, it's, 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 it's the word lego, and it's a continual. Saying. It's not just a one-time deal. No, you keep on saying what God says. You align your confession with what he says about you. And you keep on saying what the word of God says. That I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. The stripes of Jesus. Hallelujah. Redeemed me from sickness and disease. Yes. You keep on saying it and you will have what the Bible promises you, you will have. I didn't want to... You know, because there's a fight to faith. All of what Jesus did has to be accessed by faith. But we took a stand tonight, and it's, you always have to have a place where you put your foot down. And you said, enough's enough. Write it down. You can go back to it, and you say, from this day, this changed. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I'll do a, a short testimony since we have you know, a few minutes before 8 o'clock here. I wouldn't have a son today unless I would have been standing on the Word of God. The doctors told, told us that, no, they gave us this diagnosis and this and, and whatever, and it's just like it's not going to be possible. The only chance you have, might have is that you have surgery, you know, and blah, 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 blah. But I had this, this paper that I've written down about my wife and about my children one of those things I said, my wife is a fruitful vine in the midst of my house. She's the mother of a multitude. Be careful when you say that. But she's the mother of a multitude. (laughs) Strong and healthy. I wrote it down. I dated it. And I started speaking it. I started declaring it. And I tell you what, there was was one diagnosis after the other. And there was was lots of discomfort. and, And it did not look... Hear me. It did not look like it was going to change. The devil will feed you with all kinds of stuff that is not going to change. You're going to be stuck. He says you will never have the desires of your heart. But God. You know, we're not opposed to having medical help. So we scheduled, you know, to have surgery. But a week before surgery God did what only God can do. Amen. And I'll have a son, and he's going to turn one years old here next month. Because God is faithful. And that's why I told you what I said here. You have to stand. And if you get tired, the thing is, what you need to encourage yourself is, if you get tired, and, you, and the devil is trying to just make you just look back off, he says, this is never going to happen. You've been speaking this for how long? He'll try whatever he can to change your confession, to get you off of not standing in faith you have to say just shut up I'm not receiving that I'm gonna have when you get tired you just have to encourage yourself you know what I'm right at the breakthrough that'll change the course of my life and have another story I don't have time for but it's uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell it (laughs) But it's, it's, you know, the devil is a, he's, he's a um, persistent fellow. You know, he just keeps on because, you, know, you know, he presents himself as a roaring lion, right? Seeking, roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So he's, he's out there presenting himself as, I'm the impossible. You can never get through this. <laughs> he uses his deep voice, you know. One day you'll see him and you'll be like, wow, is this, is this, that, is that, that. (laughs) But, you know, we just have to outlast him. And we can do that by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the word. You know, he gave us his Holy Spirit. You know, Pastor, if you didn't hear Pastor's message from last Wednesday, go online, find it and listen to this talking about the Holy Spirit. He's a comforter. He's a helper. He's our standby. You know what? He's the one that he will help you get through what normally would break a normal person. But he's there to keep you through. So when it feels like you're going to break, you lean on him. (laughs) When it feels like it's not working out, you lean on him. And he's faithful. And he will take your hand, and he will guide you through it. He's got, he's got some serious pit experience. He has brought people out of the pit many, many times. And actually, people in a whole lot worse situation than you are right now. <laughs> and one last thing, since it's coming up in my heart here, and I, talk, I, I, I was thinking about this, this... Uh, Earlier today, as I was was talking about this, you know, Abraham was called the father of faith, right? And in Romans chapter 4, he's talking about Abraham. And you know, Abraham and Sarah, you know, they're they're perfect examples of how to walk in faith. The first reaction was they laughed. They were laughing at the promise of God. Abraham did, and Sarah did. You know, how am I going to have pleasure since I'm old? (laughs) But something must have changed somewhere. Right, Because the initial response was not faith. But there's a clue, two clues. There's a clue regarding Abraham. It says, it says that he grew strong in his faith, giving glory to God. So you rejoicing, hallelujah, in your freedom. You're rejoicing in the fact that my situation changed today, and I'm going to see the outworkings of it. You rejoice in that, you get on, now you're getting on God's side. Now you are walking together, and you start to rejoice in the fact that God is faithful. You know, he, uh, Mark eleven twenty two. you know, have faith in God. Another translation says, lay hold of God's faithfulness. He's faithful, and he will do what he has promised when you stand on his word. And so something changed, and this is, it's, it's the same You know, with this rejoicing, it says, regarding Sarah, she says, God has made me laugh. God made her laugh. Why? Well, she needed strength to conceive, it says in Hebrews chapter 11. She received strength to receive. What is your strength? The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. It's in there somewhere. You might not have tapped into it of late, but it's in there. If you will start to rejoice in the presence, in in, in the promises of God, hallelujah, that joy will start to be activated. And you're going to get happy. And you're going to start to see, oh yeah, you're going to start to see like God sees. This is how you fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah, in a nutshell. There's There's many things you can say, but I think that... You got the point, right? And some stuff changed today. Hallelujah. And you're going to see the outworkings of it because you are going to fight the good fight of faith. And you're going to see everything, hallelujah, that God has promised in his word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much and we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. <laughs> you are faithful. Hallelujah. You're so faithful, Father, and you work with us. Hallelujah. Because you want the best for us, Father. Even if we failed in the past, Father God, you, you've always brought us back and, you, and you, you're pushing us forward. Hallelujah. Into the blessing and into all the things that you have provided for us. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Father, for the help of your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. To lead and guide us into all truth, Father, we will get our nose In the word, in the book, hallelujah. And Father, we expect, Father, great light and great revelation. Father, you know I prayed for this church many, 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 many times, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Woo, glory. I know, Father, I have what I ask when I pray according to your word. Woo, I expect, Father, great light, great revelation, Of who Jesus is of who we are in him so that we will lay hold father of that for which you laid hold of us we lay hold father hallelujah of your plans and your purposes father for us we lay hold father of complete redemption we were completely redeemed by the blood of Jesus we were completely healed by his broken body hallelujah father I expect miracles, signs, and wonders, Father. So there will be testimonies like that had to be God. That had to be God. I know them. They could not have done that in their own strength. But God. There must be something about this God they serve because this is not them. And we can point to Jesus. We can point to the blood. And we can say, you're right. Jesus showed up at my house Hallelujah, And dumped off a blessing, hallelujah, that I can't even contain. Glory be to God. The Redeemer of mankind. We thank you, Father, hallelujah, for increase. We thank you, Father, hallelujah, for increase in light and revelation and in all of what you have promised us in your word. And Father... Hallelujah. Get great glory to yourself through this congregation of people. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, may we be testimonies of the faithfulness of our Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for helping us. Thank you, Father, for working in us, that which is well-pleasing in your sight. You're a good God. And a faithful father. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. He's a good God. (laughs) He's a good God. Hallelujah. Faithful. And true. Hallelujah. Good, good God. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Oh, Take some of that joy with you when you go, will you?